0: How do you think the Antichrist in Revelation, talked about in Daniel, in Thessalonians, how do you think the Antichrist will take? over the world. He will not do it through spiritual means. He is going to do it through government means. It's point blank. It even says in Revelation that there are 10 human leaders who are risen up, and their only role is to hand their authority and their power over to the Antichrist. So what I need you to understand is that in Ephesians 6, those first few verses, the rulers, the authorities, and the cosmic, that is not unseen spiritual things. That is human rule, human authority, and cosmic rule, cosmic worldly power in this dark world. The darkness is always described as that which does not know Christ. We are saved from darkness into a marvelous (laughs) light. Hey guys, welcome back to the Jordan Green Podcast. I am excited about this podcast today. We are actually uh, going to jump back and continue a series that we started back in January of 2021. So uh, we got into a spiritual warfare series in, in 2021 and we talked through I think three or four um, sessions. And primarily out of Ephesians 6. Uh, and, uh, we got through it. It was, I felt like it was amazing. I loved it. I loved walking through it. Um, but I just felt kind of a stop in my heart to kind of close down shop for a little while. And I think I communicated that uh, on one of the other ones and that we would come back to it. And I know that it's been several months, uh, many months actually, uh, but I feel over the last few weeks in my heart, I've been drawn back to this and I've been studying this uh, in depth on and off all year uh, because I really, I really felt in my heart that this was a very, very, very pivotal uh, teaching and, and and very important uh, that we understand the depth of spiritual warfare. And and so I, I wanted to take my time with that and walk through that and really come to terms with, with what I would teach, because I think the heart of this podcast ultimately uh, is uh, to equip believers who live in a post-Christian and probably getting very close to an anti-Christian nation. Uh, if, if you grew up uh, in America, and, and you have grandparents that were in America. There was a time in your grandparents' lives when America was known as and operated as, in many ways, a Christian nation. Uh, and even if people were not Christian, they still adhered to Christian moralism and Christian law because a lot of the American laws were built on that. Over the years, uh, we we lost that. That became uh, the nation became. Uh, post-Christian, meaning no longer a Christian nation. Uh, and, and we're seeing things in, in the works of the thought process towards Christian is turning incredibly negative. And I do believe we have crossed into anti-Christian. And I think the more uh, time goes on, the more dominant that thought process will be. So the heart of this entire podcast is to equip uh, our people and believers and all who would join with us to live in and thrive in an anti-Christian society in which we are moving into. And so spiritual warfare and understanding spiritual warfare and the attacks uh, that come against us and and the war that we are in is imperative uh, for us to be able to survive and thrive in an uh, anti-Christian society. Uh, culture, and so I wanted to take my time with that, and and I want to hop into it. I just want to go ahead and tell you up front, uh, I have a lot, and and there this will, and this is this is one of those I feel in my spirit. I know that I will be on for several weeks, and we will get as much done as we possibly can. That means that these podcasts may be a little longer. Uh, they may be. Um, Not as broken down and concise uh, as some of the other ones, because I want to walk through the details and the depth of this teaching with you. Um, and, and so I, I don't want to cut that short. I don't want time to get in the way of that. Uh, I would encourage you to, to get your Bible uh, and to get a notepad or to get a computer to take notes and, and, and study along with me. Um, don't just listen, but listen, take it in, but study along with me. Study the scriptures afterwards uh, and pray through it in your life and ask for the Holy Spirit to, to take this teaching, take the Word of God and just pierce it into the depths of our heart. Um, and so with that said, I'm going to hop into this. Uh, It's going to be all in Ephesians 6. I'm going to read it first from the NIV translation so that you can know where we are, and then we're going to pick up very quickly, and once we start, we're just going to go. So this is Ephesians 6, uh, chapter 10. Uh, It says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. Pray also for me that whenever I open my mouth, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. So Paul uh, he's, he's leaving the Ephesians, this is the final part to this letter to the Ephesians, and he's leaving them with what I believe he has been building up to the entire letter, uh, and I will show you that um, in a different session. Uh, but the heart here for Paul is he's, he's warning the Ephesians, he's warning uh, all believers, uh, first century believers, all the way up to now, all of history, all believers, he's warning them. Uh, in great detail as he does in many other letters and all throughout the New Testament of what he describes as very clearly a spiritual war that is taking place. I think the number one thing that we have to understand and we have to accept as believers and followers of Jesus Christ is that we are in fact involved in a spiritual war. uh, That there is a war and a war is defined uh, ultimately as a conflict or tension between two opposing sides. And so that's what we have. We have two opposing sides. We have ultimately, we have the kingdom of heaven and we have the kingdom of darkness. Uh, I think that the confusion sometimes is that there's three parts to this war, that there's the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of darkness, and then the kingdom of men. This is not true. Uh, There is the kingdom of heaven, there is the kingdom of darkness. Uh, Originally men, humans, uh, the creation was a part of God's creation, a part of the kingdom of heaven. Um, and and this broke off in our sin. And so what this means is, and the reason this is an important clarification as we get into this concept and into this idea is to understand that there are not three sides to this. There is not God, humanity, and the enemy and evil. Uh, that there is God. There's the kingdom of God, and then there is evil. Uh, and that that humanity is in one of two camps. Uh, that's it. That's ball game. Uh, humanity is in one of two camps. And and today in this very session, I will show you what I mean by that. Uh, but first, I want to I want to dig deep. First off, in Ephesians six ten, finally, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Uh, Put on the full armor of God so that you can make your stand against the devil's schemes. The majority, I think the first two or three sessions uh, of this series that we did back in January, which we will put in the comments, we will link that back if you want to refresh yourself or if you haven't watched it, watch it. Uh, We taught through verse 10 and and some of verse 11. Um, And so I want to pick up here uh, with verse 11 at the end of verse 11 so that we can understand uh, what Paul says that we are fighting against. And so ultimately he says this, he goes, we need to be aware that we're in a spiritual war. Uh, we need to know that we got to pull on, the, put on the full armor of God, uh, ultimately because we will in, be engaged by an enemy. We will be there will be an attack against us. That's why we have to have the full armor of God. And he says that we have to be able to make our stand against the devil's schemes. And so up front. Not not surprising, but it's something that needs to be said. You need to understand that there is one primary enemy that is Satan, that is the accuser, that is the enemy of God, that is Lucifer, who's known by several different names. But that is that's the devil. That is he that he exists. That he's real. And not only does he exist, not only is he real, but that he is the ruler of darkness. He's the ruler. The Bible says even of this world, which we'll talk about in a minute, that he is also the ruler over a horde of a demonic. Uh, forces, demonic, evil spirits, uh, known as fallen angels, the way the Bible describes it. Uh, Lucifer himself is a fallen angel, uh, but we have to understand that that this is this is what we're talking about. And the devil, this this ruler, uh, this 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 wicked being, this accuser, this this uh, uh, enemy of God, an enemy of Christ, an enemy of the church, an enemy of you and me, that that he is real and that he's active. And I want to point out to you the second part of this that is less obvious and I think gets missed, is that what we see, not just in Ephesians, but all through the New Testament, we see that when, when, when Paul, when Peter, when, when, when the writers of the New Testament, when the Holy Spirit is teaching them about the kingdom of heaven, teaching them about spiritual warfare, teaching them about the realities of life, the true truth, it always when they describe the attacks of the enemy or what the enemy's doing it is always elaborated as schemes or it's elaborated as strategy or it's elaborated as plans that that there are tricks that there are schemes that there are uh, organized plans against believers um, and so I, it's important as we get into this next step to understand this that that the easiest way, and, and, and I think you'll agree with me at the end of this session, the easiest way for us to understand the way at which the enemy ultimately attacks us the most is through deception, trickery, and schemes. It is through lies and deception of some of some sort, and I'm going to show you exactly why I think that this is and, and why he says to continually protect us. Ultimately, from the beginning, every, every place that we see the enemy at work 99% of the time He is using whatever authority and whatever power he has to get into the mind of a human being with lies and deception. And if he can make, if he can get that, if he can get into our minds, if he can get into our hearts, if he can get uh, lies and deception inside and he can change the way that we think, then he can change our behavior. And again, I'm going to show this. I'm going to show this in just a minute. So I want you to understand that That he goes out of his way, especially in verse 12. He says, I need you to understand that this struggle, that this warfare, that the way that we're fighting and what we're engaging in is not flesh and blood. The real translation, I mean, in the Greek, it puts blood first, and I think that's important, uh, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But it, it says that it's not against flesh and blood. It's not against blood and flesh. He's making sure that you know that this battle is not, we don't fight this battle the way that we fight every other battle in our life like the way that we fight physical war. We don't go to war. It's not about shooting. It's not about stabbing. It's not about wounding. It's not about physically killing another human being. It's not about flesh and blood. It's, it's not the way that we process war, that this war is unique and it's different. But this is the thing that I, I want to go ahead and I, I want to start to say something that you might not expect. Because I think that this is what bleeds in because there is a lot of confusion in verse 12, a lot. There is a ton of confusion surrounded around verse 12, uh, the way he describes uh, what we're actually fighting against. Because the reason I think there's confusion is because when he says first, verse 12, for our struggle or we wrestle not against flesh and blood or blood and flesh, what we take that to mean, and I want to be very clear here, what we take that to mean is that, that we will never battle against humans. I do not believe at all that that's what it's saying. I think that it's saying what it actually says is that we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. That the type of wrestling, the type of struggle is not human struggle the way that we understand it. The reason that this is an odd scripture and the reason that 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 we we miss this sometimes is because if we go into this thinking that every the way the enemy works is only from a a invisible spiritual standpoint and that we will not face Human enemies, I want to be very clear here uh, if we don't think that then we're going to miss the way the enemy attacks us the absolute most and I'm going to prove this to you this is the heart of the first session is to drive this because I want to show you in this in, in Ephesians, Paul himself says this and I, I want to I want to make sure that we uh, that we get this in Ephesians two. Oh, yeah. In Ephesians, I'm sorry. In Ephesians 4.14, I, I want you to see the language that he uses. This is Paul. In Ephesians, same book, he says, he talks about uh, that he gives in verse 11. It says, he gave apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers to prepare God's people for the work of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. He says that. He says that God gives Uh, all of uh, his leaders, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers to prepare or equip the people, that's all followers, all believers, for the work of ministry in this world so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then in 14, he says this, then, once this is true, then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of men in their deceitful scheming. So I want I want to be I want to be very clear here. Paul is not saying in, in Ephesians 6 because he tells you right one of the he says that Jesus Christ gave the leaders the teachers the preachers the prophets the prophets the apostles that he gave this to the church to equip the saints so that saints believers would not be infants tossed back and forth not by Satan and not by the enemy but by every wind of teaching by the cunning and craftiness of men in their deceitful scheming so the language is almost identical to what he describes Satan as. That that we, fought, we that it's the devil's schemes that we're fighting against. The word scheme, it's the same word here. But then he says in verse 4 that that the, the equipping and the preparation and the teaching also that we won't be in, it so that we won't be affected, tossed back and forth by the cunning and the craftiness of men and their deceitful scheming. So I need you to understand that that the point Paul is making is not that we will not face human enemies in fact i will show you and just as we go through the session that that we will the majority of what we actually will face will be human enemies influenced by satan and i want to show you exactly how because and i I want to i want to say it one more time make sure we're all on the same page one more time i I need to understand the point is not that that it's this that because if, if you think that he's saying there's absolutely no human to human effectiveness in this, that there's no that it's not about it's not about physicality at all, that it's only this invisible spiritual, then what you will you will process when he goes in verse 12, it will be confusing to you because you will try to make sense of what is actually not being said. You'll try to fit all of spiritual warfare into unseen things when in reality, in the way that God created the world, that the spiritual world affects the physical world. The unseen world affects the seen world, that the two go together, that that it's not the physical and then the spiritual, and that you have to learn how to fight just in the spiritual against spiritual things, but that the spiritual affects the physical, and the physical affects the spiritual, and that you have to learn how to fight the spiritual while facing the physical most of the time, and I want to show you that. This is important. This is why people miss this, and so if you go back to Ephesians uh, 6, it'll make a little bit more sense now, and I'm going to break this down line by line. In verse 12, it says, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, and the real Greek says blood and flesh, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this world's darkness, and against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. And so this is, I think, and this is, this is, I, 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 I want to make a disclaimer. I try as hard as I can to not add to what the bible says i try to come into every scripture Looking at what the Word of God actually says and then letting it define for me what to think rather than taking what I already think and, and making the Word of God fit into what I already think. This is what the vast majority of people do. They already have a process and thought and ideas, and then they read and they try to fit the Word into what they already think is true versus just looking at what the Bible actually says. And so I want to look at this. I'm going to break down verse 12 for us so that we can walk away with as clear understanding as possible um, and so I want to look at this just actually literally in 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 the Greek uh, I will read it uh, from a barren literal translation literal Bible so you can see this because to us the wrestling or the struggle is not against blood and flesh but against the rulers against the authorities against the cosmic powers of this darkness and that's a huge line against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms so I want to I want to say up front uh that what we're dealing with here we're, we're dealing with with either four different types of of unseen spiritual beings, four different types. Or we're dealing with two different types and then they're laid out in terms of rules and authorities. And so I want to point out what what I mean by that. And so if you look at this there's it mentions four, you fight against four different things. The first it says you fight against the rulers okay just the rulers first one is just the rulers that word is archis and what that really means the way that is translated 99% of the time in the bible is actually the idea of the beginning or preeminence and so it's literally it's literally written it's it's used like uh, when it talks about, you know, at the beginning this happened or, or over at the beginning, literally in the Bible, it's translated that most of the time. I think 26 something times this word is used. It's used as that. In, in the concept of leadership or the concept of rule, it's the preeminence or the rule that, that there is a, a, a ruler or a, a, a rule that is first or that is strong or that is preeminent. The way, the reason that this is important is because of the connection with the word beginning. That this word for ruler would point to you that there there was a a rule or a, a singular rule. It's plural rulers, rulers that that are preeminent or that are strong or that have some type of power already on this on this earth. So I'm gonna hold on to that. Now if you don't re- if you don't keep reading and understand the connection, our gut instinct and what we want to say is just okay. So that's that's some type of demonic ruler in the world. Just hang tight the third the second one is the authorities the authorities similar to rule is is the authorities literally just means delegated power delegated authority meaning that there is a there is a a, usually this word is the idea of some type of government of 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 some type of rule that it's multiple people or it's a system that that power authority has been delegated to that's what that word means specifically And that's what it is. So if you don't have the context of anything else, you just have rulers or preeminence or people who who they're what they say matters. And then you have delegated authority or delegated systems usually referring to like when even in our modern times when we say the authorities, we don't mean a singular person. We mean a government type of individual or uh, office or something that is above us that control the state. Okay, this is super important. So you have the rulers, then you have the authorities, and then it says against the cosmic powers or the cosmic rule of the darkness, of this darkness. So I want you to see this, that it says rulers connected to to nothing, authorities connected to nothing. We know that it all falls under the devil's schemes, but it's rulers connected to nothing, authorities connected to nothing. And the ne- the first time you see a... a uh, connecting noun or connecting thing, it says the cosmic powers of this darkness. So imagine you're sitting there, Paul's writing this. He's saying, he's saying we don't battle against flesh and blood. We don't war the way that you think we war. We don't war with swords like Peter tried to fight in the Garden of Gethsemane. We don't war like that. We don't war against blood and flesh. What, this is a different type of war. This is not against that. It's, it, it's against the rulers, the authorities, and the cosmic powers and cosmic literally means rule I mean world it means age it's like this modern time that of this darkness of this darkness Paul and so I want to be really clear here what what it actually saying point blank with no additives it's saying that the devil's schemes we have to be aware of the devil's schemes we fight against the devil's schemes we have to be able to take our stand against the devil's schemes we don't fight against blood and flesh the way that we fight the way that we think we do we actually are warring against rulers authorities and cosmic or world powers of this darkness what is this darkness is that demons probably not why because the very next scripture gives them a category all to themselves the very next scripture says it puts rulers authorities and cosmic powers it connects it to this darkness whatever that is we'll come back to it But And then next it says, and the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Those are demons. That's what that is, spiritual beings, spiritual forces of evil in unseen places. So you do have demons connected here. Demons are here, demons are present, and demons influence. And we'll look at that in just a minute. But the thing that I need you to understand is that the first three are all connected to cosmic powers or world powers and connected to what he calls this darkness, If you just look at it unabated, just look at it with just innocence and purity and don't try to put any previous thought into it. If you just look at what Paul's saying, Paul is literally saying this. Guys, we have to be able to take our stand against Satan's schemes. We do not fight against blood and flesh in war like we're used to. But in this, we're fighting against authority. We're fighting against rulers and authority and cosmic ruler, cosmic power of this darkness, of this dark world. I think and, and I'll show you in just a minute why I believe this is 100% true and why we miss it and why this is why the Antichrist will ultimately be able to take over the world pretty easily. because. The fourth one, without doubt, is talking about demons. It's talking about spiritual, evil, spiritual forces, beings in a heavenly realm and an unseen realm that influence the physical world. Without a doubt, it's present, it's there. The first three, though, I'm I'm telling you without a doubt, Paul is trying to warn us that the enemy has the power and has the ability to influence cosmic power, cosmic worldly powers, worldly authorities, and worldly rule. Meaning, what am I saying? I'm saying I think that the rulers and the authorities and these cosmic powers, what these actually are is truly human governments, human authorities, and human rule. That it's not, it's not, it's not, this is not the unseen spiritual. What we're facing here is the physical cosmic power, darkness, and this darkness in this world. And I'm going to show you in Scripture, this is the problem with people, this is the problem with people, People think a thing and it's not in the Bible and then they try to fit things in the Bible into what they already think. But I'm going to show you exactly what is actually in Scripture and what the Bible warns us about more than anything else. I want to cover this real fast. These spiritual beings, these demons at the end, can they possess a human being in terms of the way that we think about demon possession that we see in the life of Jesus, that we see in the New Testament church? 100% the answer is yes because we see it. We see it in the Bible. So I believe it without a doubt. Can a demon possess a believer? 100% absolutely not under any circumstances. We're filled with the Holy Spirit of God. They have no right to us. They cannot even physically touch us unless God gives them permission to read the Bible about that one. And Job, read the Bible about that with Judas, read the Bible about that. Even when Satan asked Jesus to sift Peter like wheat, he he still couldn't possess Peter, but he could sift him. He could touch him, but he still has permission. But the thing I want you to understand and why this is so important is because if you go through and you read the Bible... Demon possession is not mentioned one single time in form of instruction. What I mean by that is, is that we see it actively in the New Testament in the life of Jesus, we see it actively with the first century teachers, we see Paul doing it, we see believers doing it, but there is not a single teaching or instruction about demon possession or about how to cast demons out. Not a single, single scripture that gives believers instruction on how to cast out demons, on how to warn against being possessed by demons, or to warn others about being possessed. And I'm gonna show you why in a minute. But what the Bible does talk about over and over and over and over again is the influence of demons. And so I think that we do one of two things, from what I see. We do one. We have people who act like demons don't re, aren't real. Evil's not real. It's not there. Everything is. Everything is human. There is no evil spiritual world. And then you got the other ones who's walking around looking around for these active demon possession and all these other things. When the what the Bible warns us about over and, over and over and over and over and over and over again is demonic influence in the human physical world, in the form of teaching, doctrine, ideas, philosophies. Like that, I'm about to show you that. So this is important. I want to show you first off what I mean when I say that. The the over and over again, the Bible calls uh, Satan the ruler of this world, uh, and so I'm just going to read you a few verses really fast. So we see uh, we see since then we know that what it is to fear the Lord. We try to persuade others what we are is plain. Uh, what we are is plain to God, and I hope that this also is plain to your conscience. So in Second in Corinthians five eleven, uh, after Paul teaches the the believers in Corinthian, that the devil blinds the eyes of unbelievers, blinds the minds of unbelievers from being able to understand the gospel. Paul does not teach them or say to them or act like you have to go deal with the devil first before you can undo their blindness. He goes straight. He goes, we try to persuade men. We try to persuade people, though the Satan in some way we'll look at in just a minute can blind people, distract people, stop them from being able to see the gospel Paul says the, the way that we still reach them is to go right to the heart of the human because Satan does not actually have a hold on you in a sense of true possession or ownership. But he can, through mentality, through philosophy, through teaching, and through believing uh, things that lies and that are not true, that, that they can be blind to the gospel. So it's important to understand this connection because Paul says, it, it, even in the strongest sense of unbelievers— the, the, you still don't deal with the devil you still deal with the gospel straight to their hearts and the gospel frees them from that and so I want I want I want to move on and we may cut this video so be aware of that we may cut this abruptly and then come back to it because I don't want to stop but I want to show you in revelation uh, what I mean when I say when I say that the devil's schemes in connection with the rulers of the authorities and the cosmic rule worldly powers of this darkness of this current age. I want to show you in in their letters in Revelation, Jesus is literally giving John a spiritual, a physical evaluation of churches. In these these letters, we actually see not human thought, not even disciple evaluation, not even believers and followers of God. We see Jesus himself saying some things about the churches in which I want to show you what I mean by the way the enemy actually attacks us, the schemes of the enemy. So in in one of the letters, uh, it says uh, to the church of, uh, of Ephesus. Uh, it says, you have abandoned your first love. Therefore, keep in mind uh, how far you fall and repent, perform the deeds you did at first. But if you do not repent, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from you. But to your credit, so this is a good thing to your credit. Jesus says to your credit, church of Ephesus, you hate the works of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. Okay, so I want to hit this. The Nicolaitans, it is a what? Nicolaitans is a thought process, it's a belief system. It is something that is taught, that is loosely connected to Christianity or to the gospel. And it says, to their credit, you hate the works of the Nicolaitans. You hate the belief system. You hate this. So I want you to see that he credits them for recognizing false teaching. He credits them for recognizing doctrine that is not of Christ, that is of something else, which I'll show you in even more clarity in a few minutes. He goes on to the church of Smyrna, and I want you to see this. He says, uh, "Do not uh, I know your affliction?" Verse nine of Revelation two, verse nine. I know your affliction and your poverty, though you are rich. And I am aware of the slander of those who falsely claim to be Jews, but are in fact a synagogue of Satan. So Jesus says there are some Jews who are slandering and verbally attacking human beings, Jews who are falsely claiming to be Jews, who are verbally attacking. Christians in Smyrna and Christ confirms that they are not in fact Jews but they are in fact a synagogue of Satan so the Jew these men these human beings have something in their heart and in their mind that they believe and because they believe this they're slandering lying about and attacking Christians and Jesus is saying because they adhere to what they believe that what they believe makes them actually a synagogue of Satan did they know that no did they walk around saying they're a synagogue of Satan? No. Did they did they know they were adhering to something of satanic teaching? No. The point of what Jesus is and what I'm trying to show you is that it's it, it, it's not a un, a spiritual unseen thing attacking and slandering. It is human beings who are adhering to teachings of Satan but do not know that it's teachings of Satan. And out of that belief, they're attacking, slandering, politically going after uh, the Christians in Smyrna. And he says, you know, because of this, don't fear. You're about to suffer. You're about to suffer. Then he moves on in verse 10. So I need you to understand this. He's influencing a belief system who is attacking Christianity. It's Satan influencing human beings, and the human beings are slandering and attacking Christians, verse 10, do not fear what you are about to suffer. You're about to physically suffer something. Look, the devil is about to throw you, throw some of you into prison to test you, and you will suffer tribulation for 10 days. Be faithful even unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. So I want to point out to you is the devil physically walking up to them, taking some of them, throwing them in prison, and may kill some of them? No. Satan is influencing. An authority, a thor- an authority, a worldly rule of the darkness of this age, people, human authority, and through that influence of human authority, he is going to take some of those Christians and throw them in jail and some of them will even be killed. So I need you to understand, if you if you're looking for this spiritual war to take place in spiritual places, the spiritual war is taking place in spiritual places and physical. It's moving from the spiritual into the physical. Satan, Jesus, this isn't this is Jesus. This isn't what you think, and it's not what some other guy said on YouTube. This is what Jesus says. Jesus says Satan can so influence. Human authority, human rule, and cosmic rule, worldly power in this dark world that he can influence them to an extent that they uh, they will think you are the enemy, make fun of you, slander you, even arrest you, put you in physical prison, and even physically kill you. Because of why? Because of something they believe in the influence of Satan. Did any of them know that they were being ruled by Satan? No. That's the schemes. That's the schemes of the devil. It's not just trickery, in a sense, that we think about it. It's not just temptation. And I think temptation's pretty clear, and it's not just demons attacking us. It's not that it is. It it, it there, he has the schemes, the power to influence human rule, human authority, human government. How do you think the antichrist in Revelation talked about in Daniel in Thessalonians? How do you think the antichrist will take? over the world. He will not do it through spiritual means. He is going to do it through government means. It's point blank. It even says in Revelation that there are 10 human leaders who are risen up and their only role is to hand their authority and their power over to the Antichrist. So what I need you to understand is that in Ephesians 6, those first few verses, the rulers, the authorities, and the cosmic, that is not unseen spiritual things. That is human Rule human authority and cosmic rule, cosmic worldly power in this dark world. The darkness is always described as that which does not know Christ. We are saved from darkness into a marvelous light over and over and over again. That darkness, that's the world. It's not demons yet. It's the influence of demons, which I'm going to show you in just a minute. So I, I want you, to, I want you to get that. You got You have to see that. I'm going to read one more. I'm going to read one more. In the the letter, it says, but I have a few things against you. This is Revelations 2, chapter 14. But I have a few things against you because some of you hold to the teaching of Balaam, who taught Balak a place to stumble and walk before the Israelites so they would eat uh, food sacrificed to idols and commit sexual immorality. In the same way, some of you also hold to the teaching of the Nicolaitans. Therefore, repent, otherwise I'll come shortly and wage war against them with the sword of my mouth. Okay, so this is Jesus saying you are being influenced by, the, by teaching, by doctrine, multiples, the teaching of Balaam, and it's leading to uh, false religion. It's leading to idol worship. It's leading to sacrifices and sexual immorality. And if you don't repent, these are Christians. These are Christians. And if you don't repent of this, Jesus says, I'm going to come wage war against you myself. Different message for a different day. All right? But the point is is that he's coming against them over and over. What he's coming against these people, he's not just coming against them for sins. He's coming against them from what is leading them to sins. And all of which, every single letter, all of which, even down in, in Thyatira, it's the teaching of Jezebel. It is teaching, it is doctrine, it is it is philosophy, it is thought processed that is being influenced from a demonic realm, but in human form. It, it's being given to humans. And I'm gonna the next session is gonna go into detail exactly how this happens. It, it's teaching us in that these human teachers and these human authorities that are being influenced by the devil, by demonic rule, it is actually human teaching, human authority, human people. And the teaching that they hear that is, is, is attacking and, and going after and leading astray the church. So Satan's doing it, but Satan's doing it through rulers, authorities, and cosmic powers of this darkness, of this current world. You have to catch that. You have to understand that or you're going to miss 99% of the power in Ephesians 6 if you think it's just demons we're after. Demons are influencing humans primarily with philosophy and teaching, which that'll be the next session. I'll show you this. And then fourth, to close this out, there are, in fact, without doubt, spiritual beings, spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly uh, realms or in the heavenly places or in the high places. It's, it's the idea of unseen demonic influence in an unseen world that absolutely 100% do affect us and do lead. And so I, I, I want you to understand that what Paul's setting us up for is that we, we there is spiritual warfare, 100%, there is spiritual warfare, and that we're not fighting against flesh and blood like with swords and guns and bullets, the way that we think. But that does not mean we're not fighting against that The battle is not going to be against human beings. It's just not in the way we think it is, that he is warning you point blank, rulers, authorities, and worldly powers, cosmic powers, in this darkness, this darkness, also— Demons, also spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. So you've got both. This is it's so important for the rest of the study. So important for the way we think and process. So important for us to understand the end times and the way at which the enemy will take over. It will explain things that you have questions about, and it will help you understand reality and how you're actually attacked. So I want to, I want to, I want to end with this, and then we will move in. I'm going to go a little bit deeper in the next session. Uh, absolutely, 100%. Do not miss the next section. But I'm I'm going to get I'm going to show you exactly in Scripture exactly how uh, how demons and and, and demonic uh, spiritual forces influence human beings, who in which influence the world and the church. I'm going to show you exactly how that works and what that looks like. Uh, but I want to close out with this: We are in a war. We will and are being attacked more than we think, especially when we get further in teaching. You will understand we're being attacked every single day. It is almost not what we think it is. The way the enemy attacks us is almost not what we, the common thought process of what it is. If it was so common, he wouldn't be as good as he is. That's the whole point. The whole point is that the reason there's so much detail in Scripture is because we don't see it coming. It's not what we think it is. We don't see it coming. And so my heart is this, is that God promises a battle, but He also promises supreme victory. Not just eternal victory, He promises victory in this life, okay? And, and there's freedom and there's power. We, there's nothing to be afraid of, nothing to be scared of. Uh, he's giving us the wisdom here. He's giving us the knowledge for how we can be free in this life from these things and have victory over the attacks of the enemy. So I want to close with this one thought. I love you guys with all my heart. Don't take anything I just said for granted. Study it yourself. Pray through it yourself. Go to BibleHub.com. Go through all the scriptures. Read, you know, Work through everything. There's different thought processes, but I want you to see. I want you to see. Ultimately, the point of today is that you need to see that Part of the devil's schemes, a big part of it, is actually demonic influence into the physical world. And it is the physical, it is human beings and authorities and rulers of this world that actually attack us more than we think and rule against us and apply pressure and lead us astray. I love you guys. See you next time.